to grasp. We grasp revelation, rev rhema knowledge of how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ for you, for me, and to know this love. To know this love that surpasses all knowledge. It surpasses anything you can even imagine. It surpasses all knowledge. We grasp it with our spirit. His spirit testifies with our spirit that we are children of the Most High God. You are his child. Precious. Beloved. To know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled. Take it in, beloved. That you may be filled. That you may be filled to overflowing. That you may be filled with all the measure of all the fullness of God. You are his likeness here. Hallelujah. His heart is that you are rooted and established in his love. No weapon of the enemy, no weapon can penetrate that. But we have a job. We have a job to stay rooted because what is his love here? God is love. He doesn't just show love. God is love. Jesus came to earth the exact image, the exact likeness, the very love of God here. And he is the word. So his love is the word. So we must be, you do not have to leave if you don't want to. We must stay rooted in the word. Heart's desire to do nothing but the word. Nothing but the word. To do the word. Not what we have in our minds. Not what we think is good. 
when we want to compromise and say, oh, but the word really did not mean that. The truth of the word of the gospel of Jesus Christ. To say only, to do only what the word says. Hallelujah. John 14, 23. Yeshua answered and said to him, Whoever loves me keeps my word. Whoever loves me keeps my word. And my Father will love him, and he will come to him and we will make our lodging with him. He will make his home with you. He makes his lodging with you. You are lodged with the love of the Father. We allow his love to saturate us so much that we just, we can't help but love him back. We love him back so much that we can't help but do his will. That it is our heart's cry. It is the Gethsemane hour. Not my will, but thine be done. Anywhere where my will dissects from your will, I will lay it down. I will put down the rebellion. I will put down the control. I will put down the feeling that I'm going to feel awkward expressing you. You know what I'm saying? That I might get embarrassed. That I might have to walk alone for a little bit. You know, you're never walking alone when you are obedient to the Word because the very Jesus, who is the Word, is with you. He's good. Thank you. <laughs> he is good. You see, the love of the Lord expressed through you will always manifest the Word and vice versa. The Word of God through you will always manifest His love. Even in discipline, even in correction, it manifests the love of God, the truth of the word. We must manifest the word. We must manifest the word. You are walking epistles. The word tells you that. You are his epistle. We must stop letting everybody else do the digging. We must stop letting everybody else do the work. You are to come 
and be a part of a word-based, spirit-filled church to be edified by the five-fold ministry. It says, forsake not the gathering, but that is just so you can be his epistle. You still have to do your own work. It is not enough to come here on Sunday. It is not enough to watch a video on the internet or hear an audio of your favorite preacher. We have gotten into a world where, or a system, not anyone here at RCC, but the tendency is to let everybody else do your thinking for you and do your digging for you and do your work for you. True revelation knowledge, true rhema word will only come when you personally dig deep. There was never a time for the lazy Christians. But it certainly isn't time for lazy Christians now. Get in the book. Read it. Let the Holy Spirit talk to you. Don't listen to doctrines of the church. Because they're man-made. This word is living, it is active, it is sharper than any two-edged sword dividing between the soul, the carnal, the flesh, and the spirit. God gave you a brain, God gave you a heart, God gave you your spirit, he talks to you, and the best way for you to learn the word is to dig deep yourself. That's how he will give you rhema word. Are you suffering for a lack of direction? Quit letting everybody else talk to you. And get in here yourself. Don't listen to the Pharisees. Don't listen to the religious rules. Our God is not a God of rules. Our God is a God of spirit. And we are to worship in spirit and in truth. And this is the only truth. And if it's coming through another man, and if that is where you're feeding all the time, there's a problem. Yes, the fivefold ministry has its purpose. But your relationship is with Jesus yourself. So will he use me? Sure. Will he use you to help another? Sure. But this, our being rooted and established in his personal love relationship with us is the key. 
See, when we take this in, the ground of our hearts, the ground of our spirits, just keeps getting tilled up and tilled up and tilled up. It becomes softer. It becomes softer. It produces greater harvest. Right? I'm going to go to Mark 4. We have got to submit to the word. Submit to the word. Submit to the word. Mark 4, 8. Still other seed fell on good soil. You know, this is the story of the soils. It came up. It grew. It produced a crop. Some multiplying 30, some 60, some a hundred times. Then Jesus said, whoever has ears, let him hear. When he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parable. He told them, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. You see, we have a job to till up, allow the Holy Spirit to till up the soil of our hearts so that it can produce a mighty, mighty harvest for our Lord. Our hearts must be yielded. Our hearts must be tilled. We have to dig up the dirt. We have to get rid of the stony ground. We have to get rid of the weeds, the tares. We have to be solely fixed on Jesus Christ our Lord. Solely fixed on the will of the Father. Solely, humbly, humbly willing to do what the Father desires. His heart in place of my heart. His heart in place of my heart. Fear and reverence of the Lord. Honoring all that he has for us. All that he says to us. He goes on. I know you all know this parable, but I'm just going to read it anyway. The farmer sows the word. This will be Mark 4, 13, 14. The father, the farmer, <laughs> sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. See, we're not going to do that. When the word is sown in my path, I'm going to say, whoa, I'm hearing, I'm seeing, I'm doing. You're not having, what a, you know, did you ever think about that verse, Satan comes but to steal, kill, and destroy? Why is the word steal first? What is he trying to steal? He's trying to steal the word. If he can steal the word, he can kill and destroy. If he can't steal the word, he can't kill and destroy. Duh, I want to kind of follow that plan. 
Some people are like the seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown into them. Others, the seeds sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy, but since they have no root, they have no root, they last only a short time. I am here to persevere. I am here with stamina. I am here with the strength of the Lord. In my weakness, he is strong. I will persevere. I will not quit. The word will not fail in my life <coughs> or yours. Dig in. When trouble and persecution come because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seeds sown among the thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. I'm not going to get distracted. I'm not going to go for the deceitfulness that the devil tries to whisper in my ear. Others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop 30, 60, or even 100 times what was sown. You have just been given the secret of the kingdom. Smith Wigglesworth, he, we, we always want our hopes, we always want our sight on the ascended life. We always want our sight on the new creation life. We always want our sight on resurrected life. We always want our sight on the fullness of Christ. Smith Wigglesworth, I, I, I really like this quote. There is no limitation there is no limitation to the abundance of a harvest. No limitation to the abundance of a harvest when the ground, that's your heart, is perfectly in the hands of the Lord. When your heart is perfectly in the hands of the Lord. There is no limit to the abundance of the harvest that God has for you. We and only we create limitation. The word of God will come forth with its full purpose. Complete plan the full plan of God when the ground is right, when the ground is in the hand of the Lord. Self-concern is not worth it. Bickering is not worth it. Unforgiveness is not worth it. Rebelliousness is not worth it. Control is not worth it. 
Allowing rejection to take hold is not worth it. Allowing yourself to feel shamed is not worth it. You see there? Because the ground perfectly, our hearts rooted and established in the love of Christ, perfectly in the hand of the Lord, will produce a magnificent harvest. Anything that would get in the way of that tilled heart in the hands of the Lord is not worth it. Our pride is not worth it. How we appear to others is not worth it. You know what really the only important thing about you is? It's not your law degree. It's not your seminary degree. It's not your college degree. It's not your job. There is only one thing that is even important about you and me. And that, I, that is that I am a child of the Most High God. That is that I am a believer in Jesus Christ. That I am a heart sold out to Jesus. That I am a blood-bought, spirit-filled child of the living God. Nothing else you do, frankly, really is that important. It's only important insofar as you use it to reach somebody else for Christ. That's it. What's important is that you are sold out, surrendered. I have no idea where I am in my notes or anything about it, so we're just going to keep going. Second Peter, verse 1. This is awesome. This is really, really awesome. He tells us in this scripture passage that grace and peace, did I just knock this off? Okay. And glory and majesty are given to us. Grace, peace, glory, majesty are given to us by the teaching of Jesus. Amen. That's what he tells us in this scripture. He has given us divine power. Stop pretending that you are unworthy. Stop pretending that you are broken. The world tells you you're broken. Jesus does not tell you you're broken. He tells you you are qualified. He tells you that you are whole and healed. You are not broken. You are not dysfunctional. When Jesus Christ is functioning through you, you are not dysfunctional. His divine power, his word, walks out through us. P. 
Peter 1, 2, and 3. Grace and peace be multiplied to you by the teaching of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah. By the teaching, by the teaching, by the teaching. Where are you going to get the teaching? From the fivefold ministry and from the word. I would run from a church that doesn't do line upon line. Grace and peace be multiplied to you by the teaching of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah, the one who has given all things which are of divine power. He has given all things, all things, given, given, handed over, that are of divine power, his divine power, with, get this, this is in the Aramaic, that's NIV probably up there. Okay, listen to these words. Which are of the divine power with the life and awesomeness of God. That's what you got. You have divine power with the very life and awesomeness of God. What? Read it again, yes. The one, grace and peace be multiplied to you by the teaching of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah, the one who has given all things which are of the divine power with the light and awesomeness of God by his teaching. Who, and it even gets greater, who has called us into his glory and majesty? That's you. That is you, beloved. That is who you are. You are the nature of divine, you are the divine nature, the life and awesomeness of God because of the word, the teaching, and you are his glory and majesty here. So when we adhere to when we surrender to his teaching, his ways, he says that we get to escape the corruption of the world. <laughs> that is so awesome. When we surrender, we flee from the ways and the desires, the lusts. We become partakers of the divine nature. He goes on and says in 2 Peter 1.4, who has, again, it's Aramaic, who has granted you by these great and precious declarations, great and precious declarations, NIV says, great and precious promises 
to be sharers of the divine nature when you flee from the corruption of desires which are in the world. So, and in the NIV it says that you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Do you see what surrender brings us? Oh, how fast can I do it your way, Lord? So once we've done this, once we've done this, you've got something further for us to do, okay? You want to listen to that today? Okay. Then I'll just keep going. Once we've done this, understand this. Rooted in his love. Established in his love. Divine nature moving through us. It says that we are supposed to further purify ourselves, our lives. We are supposed to further purify our lives by several divine attributes. So if we focus on these things, we can't miss. You'll never fail. You will never fail. You'll just never fail. So we're going to put away the worldly callings, the fleshly things of the world, desires. And in 1 Peter 2 it says wickedness, treachery, partiality, envy, envy, slander, you know, those sorts of things. We all know what, what it is that we need to deal with in our own lives. Everybody knows that. And in 1 Peter 1, 2, it says, when we do this, when we put that away, it says that we will grow strong for life. Who in this room wants to be strong for life? <coughs> I do. I want to be strong for life. A life of Jesus expressed through me. So anyway, so here are the virtues. Second Peter 1.5. And when this has happened, okay, and here's key. Key, key, here's a key. Bring all diligence. All diligence. Be diligent. No laziness. So I was talking about earlier. Dig deep. Bring all diligence and add to your faith virtue. Unto your virtue, knowledge. Of course, that would be of the word. But unto knowledge, perseverance. We are those who persevere and will be rewarded. We are not quitters. We are not pushovers. We persevere. We stay the course. Patience and to perseverance, patience. Wow, that is an awesome quality to have, is patience. We overlook that one a lot. Patience. I want to be a patient person. And to patient, patience, the worship of God but unto the worship of God, the affection of the brotherhood. In other translations, it says brotherly kindness. Can we be kind to our brothers and sisters? Can we just go out of our way and just be kind? Can we just be kind? 
Can we just stop and think about emotionally maybe what somebody else is going through that day? And just be kind. I want to be a kind person. Unto the affection of the brotherhood, love. And of course, that would be the love of God flowing through us. Knowing the love, loving him back, it flows through us. So, we must make a conscious effort. It says, all diligence to add virtue, knowledge, perseverance, patience, worship of God, brotherly kindness, and love. 2 Peter 1.8 says, For when these things are found in you and abound, they prove, when these things are found in you, they prove that you are not lazy and fruitless. See that? When those fruits are bringing the kingdom of heaven forth here on the earth, they prove that you have not been lazy. They prove that you are not lazy nor fruitless in the teaching of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. Because truly, the only place you're going to find the ability to do that is in the word by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because your flesh is going to rise up, want to rise up. It will not rise up. I'm not confessing that over you. But the flesh wants to rise up and react to every situation with carnality. You did this to me, I'm going to get you. Or, if I'm not going to get you, I am certainly going to laugh, laugh, laugh when you get yours. Over there. Later. See, that's a problem. We allow God to be the one to make correction, not us. We are commanded to take pains, essentially, to take pains to do these things because it goes on to say that when we do this, it makes our calling and election sure. Sure. Absolute. Nobody can steal anything from you. If you return evil with goodness, how can anyone find fault with you? Maybe everyone should go read Romans 12, 9 and on. That would be really good. I'm not going to read it here today, but it would be awesome to go read that. And when we do these things, we will never fail. Never fail. Who in here loves the sound of that term? I will never fail. I love that sound. I love that thought. 2 Peter 1.10 And all the more, my brethren, take pains concerning this, that by your good deeds you shall make your calling and your election sure, for when you are doing these things, you will never fail. How more clear can the word be? Now, for those of you who are entirely tender-hearted and probably don't even need this whole talk, does that mean you're a doormat? 
No. No, it does not mean that. Because the word spoken, the truth of the word, will do the work. We speak it in love, but we stick to it no matter what. And sometimes, sometimes the word disciplines, right? And you listen to the Holy Spirit. You read the word. And it doesn't mean that you have to be a doormat. Y'all get it? So when we do these things, truly, the entrance of the eternal kingdom of God comes in. The very kingdom of heaven operates in our life. Y'all know I love you. Okay. You don't, you don't think I'm being angry or hurtful to you today, right? This is good stuff. This is good meat. This is good for our souls. Right? We're transforming our souls, our mind, will, and emotion. Remember we learned that last week? How do we prosper our souls in 1 John? It's by the truth of the word so that we can walk in victory, so that we never fail, okay? So, we operate in the kingdom, and his glory, which is what we all want, his glory just invades the earth through you. Remember, we also studied this, I don't know if this was last week or two weeks ago, but anyway, 2 Corinthians 5, 4, it says, For as we are now in this house, we are made to groan by its weight, and we do not want to strip it off, but to put on over it. See? To put on, to take on the kingdom living. That its mortality may be swallowed up by life. I want everything mortal in me, every bit of self in me, to be swallowed up by the very life force of God. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. But God has us on this beautiful journey. NIV there says, For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling. That means dwelling of God, the dwelling of the secret place, the presence of our Father, so that what is mortal, the flesh, may be swallowed up by life. That's his life in the here and now. Yes, of course, it's eternity too, but we're not talking about that part today. So God clothes us in his very nature when we are attentive to the word, when we walk in the word, when we allow ourselves to be rooted and established in his love, when we allow Christ to be in us, to shine forth, when we realize that the very glory that God gave to Jesus that he put in us and that we don't want to do anything at all to suffer that glory.
And the word tells us that we will subdue kingdoms. It tells us that you will subdue kingdoms. Every kingdom of darkness. Every lie of the devil. Every oppression of Satan. Every demonic spirit. Subdued by the kingdom of God flowing through you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Every knee shall bow. Remember the heroes of faith that submitted, that we know, that we see their lives, that we see submission in their lives. Yes, they made mistakes, but their hearts always return to the Father. Habakkuk, not Habakkuk, Hebrews 11. Who through faith conquered kingdoms? Yeah. Who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, gained what was promised? I am not ashamed to be a faith preacher. And if you have something against faith preachers, you've got a problem. Because there is nothing but faith in this Bible. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you have allowed the world to deceive you and hold a grudge against faith preachers, you've got a big, 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 big problem. A true faith preacher is someone who believes that what God says will come to pass. Who through faith conquered kingdoms. Administered justice and gained what was promised who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. Nothing is impossible with those who are going to choose to stand on this word. And we will do greater works than the things listed. 
John 14, 12, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me, faith, 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 whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these. Because I am, this is Jesus talking, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name. What is his name? Yeshua, Messiah, his name is his word. This is who he is. This is the character of Jesus. Jesus is the word. Because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son, you may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. So when we do this, beloved, when we are diligent to do this, when we take the pains to do this, persevere and do it, and do not allow ourselves to be contaminated by the mind thoughts of the world and the traditions, we as sons and daughters of the Most High God sons and daughters of the Most High God stand exactly in his presence here. Is that strong enough for you? I wish it were stronger. I wish I could convey it even more strongly. We stand exactly in his place here. And he takes us into the fullness of Christ. Don't tell me you don't have it. Because you have every single thing that you need. He intends us to possess this here. Here. On this earth. You must know this here. He intends for you to possess it here. Because he has something he needs you to do. So you must walk in the knowledge of who you are and quit letting the devil bully and take. Dig deep, walk out. He intends us to possess this here to demonstrate his glory. You are the demonstration and the fullness to which you demonstrate that glory is directly dependent on how much of this you choose to study for yourself. He will do the manifesting. Hallelujah. Well, as they that all started with rooted and established in love. 
So we're going to be rooted and established in love. Maybe I should go back and read that scripture so that you can end on a loving, kind note. I am a firebrand. I'm weird, I'm quirky, I'm a firebrand, and I make no apologies for it. And people around me have to deal with it an awful lot. And sometimes it comes across really stubborn. But it's always meant in love. Woo, what was that flashing? Did y'all see it? Oh, okay. I'm not raptured? Okay, I thought we all just went. I can't wait to be in heaven with all you guys. <laughs> Woo! That is going to be so much fun. Ephesians 3.16, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people, that's all the beloved, all who believe in Christ, to grasp how high and wide and long and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. That's where, that's where we are. That's where we are. Okay, well, that's what the Lord had me share with y'all today. So we're going to go ahead and accept our tithes.